Welcome to another episode of Wood a Panther Killer Raccoon in the Wild. Season 2. The show we still haven't pitched to TV. The podcast game show where two friends argue about the third most burning and sometimes pointless questions in order to get a much needed point in our season long contest. In some rounds, the two answerers don't always get to choose which side of an argument they're fighting for, which leads to some quick thinking and often has them mainly persuading themselves, but more importantly, the questioner to believe in what they say. In other rounds, the answerers get a more open question where they can be far more creative with their choices, but they only get a short amount of time, and whatever they say first, they must stick with. No takebacks. Our special round this season is Reversal. The questioner will pose an open question, but the answerers will be choosing each other's answers. Ideally something they really hate or know very little about, which will lead to some very creative thinking. That's the game. Good job, Salty D. Right, welcome back to Wood a Panther, Killer Raccoon in the Wild, Season 2, Episode 7. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since we've introduced ourselves, it's been a whole episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I'm Captain Kirk. No, no not doing this again. <laughs> We're not doing this again. I was genuinely like, you know, saying how listeners haven't really understood who we are. And you're just taking the piss now. <laughs> no, so so I'm thick Jim. I'm and I've I'm I'm thick Jim and I've got <laughs> You done. I'm trying to try to do our serious comedy show. <laughs> so uh, scores on the doors, eight for me, five for them per. <laughs> them pair. Um, <laughs> before we get started today, I, I'd just like to take a moment to talk about the uh, 2006 iconic seminal piece of cinema <laughs> that Dan and I watched last night, starring two two um, budding Hollywood stars in Amanda Bynes and um, Channing Tatum. I'm talking, of course, about She's the Man. Dan, uh, in our brief new section, which is called Wood a Panther Movie Reviews, um, Dan, why don't you give us your thoughts on the 2006 masterpiece that was She's the Man? Um, it was a interesting story about the serious issue surrounding toxic masculinity and um, feminism yep. in sports. Yeah. So, um, so these comments are aren't new to me, uh, mainly because I made them. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference was in our viewing, Kirk. I have seen She's the Man before and appreciate it for the cinema masterpiece it is. <laughs> Dan had never seen She's the Man. Dan had managed to wow. live, what, 26 years yeah. on this planet and not seen She's the Man. Um, and Can I just back up a second? How did you get to the point where you decided She's the Man is the film you're going to watch that night? We said, oh, we'll stick a film on. And then we kind of scrolled through and I went, oh, look, She's the Man's on Netflix. And Lauren was like, She's the Man's great. And then we were like, should we watch She's She's the Man? And Cara was like, I've not seen it. And we're like, oh, my God, Cara, you've not seen it. And then Dan was like, I haven't seen it either. And we're like, right, we're watching it. (laughs) Let me. So we ended up watching that absolute Um, film. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I spent a lot of the film with Lauren debating, is it really, really pro-feminist? or really, really anti-feminist, or is it so misogynistic that it becomes feminist, ironically? Um, mm. You know, and it, like, because it's one of them, like, I think if it was made today, it would be considered, like, a really... cancelled. F- I think it'd be a re- considered really feminist, because I think comedy has changed mm. since 2006. 
I think it would until the end. Because at the end, when obviously Amanda Bynes says that she is her brother. When she gets her tits out on the, exactly, on the that field. Bit, that exact bit there. The, everyone else doesn't go, oh, wow, a girl was playing with the guys and it was really impressive. It was, it's a girl, is how they reacted. So I don't think it would. Yeah. Well, I, I think actually the Amanda Bynes story arc was irrelevant. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, me and Lauren were making a joke about how even though the film is 99% about women playing sports, there's not going to be one instance where they pass the Bechdel test. Do you know what the Bechdel test is? Someone. I'm sure it's called the Bechdel yeah. test. It's basically a thing about how, like, in cinema and TV, um, <clears throat> it's so male-centric that it's really rare for two female characters to be conversing and it not be about a man. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, it's rare enough that you have two female characters talking, but then when you compound it with it's two female characters talking and it's not talking about, oh, he's so handsome, I love him so much, it's, like, genuinely important. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. I mean, Eunice, props to Eunice. She was a... F- I felt so sorry for Eunice. I did not. <laughs> Eunice was a bit of a freak, Eunice but... Eunice was a character. But, right. like, everyone bullied Eunice. I genuinely think it's actually more about toxic masculinity than it is about yeah. feminism in sports. Um, as the vast majority of the, of it, in my opinion, watching it back, is Channing Tatum thinking he might be gay. Yeah. <laughs> and struggling. Trying to convince himself he's not. <laughs> struggling to come to terms and with the fact. It's the end where he's like, he's like oh, that's weird. No. <laughs> also, when Sebastian gets his dick out for everyone, no one seems to have an issue with it. Yeah. But what's it? What's his face? Who? What's the guy who plays the principal? I can't remember his name, but it's not, it's not David Spade. No, it's not. Oh, you know the guy who I'm thinking of. He's in Scary Movie Two. The guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? I'm going to be in the him. film, listeners. If you haven't seen it, I'm not just saying like he's he's the one in the wheelchair. No, he he plays a guy in the wheelchair. The <laughs> Men in Black. David Cross. David Cross. David Cross. Now, he was the best character in that he film because he was a very supportive <laughs> principal. <laughs> um, uh, that was just, yeah, like he, his banter was top notch. Yeah. And I think he was probably more accepting of Channing Tatum's potential homosexuality than Channing Tatum was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it was necessarily, I think it's one of them film, like Cara and Dan both spent the whole time watching it going, I don't know if it's funny because it's supposed to be or if it's funny because it's really not funny. <laughs> Because it's bad. Almost takes, like, the room kind of angle. (laughs) Yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, So, um, 10 out of 100. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely worth a watch. If you've not seen it, just watch it through 2006 eyes. Yeah. After that, we watched Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Yeah. Which is one of the best films of all time. Ill-tempered, mutated sea bass for the win. (laughs) Right, chaps. It's been a bit. Of, we're to part the kimono again to uh, to flash the gash for everyone. Um, we do this a lot. <clears throat> what flash the gash? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. To uh, flash the gash to everyone, uh, we are recording in uh, mid March. Yeah, eleventh okay. of March is the day that we are recording this. Despite the fact you were probably listening to it in May. This is the day after it snowed really bad for that and 12 hours. That's what I was going to go with. Yeah. When was the last time it fucking snowed in March, right? Brutal. Beast from the East. Yeah. 2018. That's five years, Kirk. Yeah. Children have been born. People have died. There was a pandemic in between. 
the last beast from the yeast. <laughs> uh, we all know global warming's a serious problem. Why are you laughing, Daniel? Where is it going? Because you've got that face that just says... <laughs> Why are you laughing, Daniel? Global warming is a serious problem. Are you saying it's not a serious problem, Dan? <laughs> I didn't say that. Dan, it seems like you Your face it. says that. <laughs> Global warming is a serious problem. Kirk, would you agree? Of course, yeah. You get the point. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Global warming is a serious problem, but we... <laughs> We know what the long term. We know also that the long term effects of global warming could, in fact, lead to a new ice age. Yeah, mass flooding. So, here's the question, champs: Would you rather live in a world with only hot weather or only cold weather? It's actually not a bad question. <coughs> Interesting. Um, so, mm, Kirk, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like tails for cold, please. You got tails for cold. Ooh, okay. So, Kirk, tell me why the world would be better if it was cold. Well, as we, the, the classic argument I think everyone goes with is when it's too hot, you can't take stuff off once you're already at a base layer, right? When it's too cold, you can put as many jumpers as you want until you're adequately warm. Therefore, we can simply add stuff to our problem rather than not being able to take it away, right? Now, I'm one of those people that enjoy the cold more than the hot. I, I always have. Are you I'm like really, me and you say you're built for cold climates. There is that, but I'm, <laughs> even even before I was built this way, um, I, I've always been a really warm I was built this way. I've always been really... I'm built different. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm built for turf. <laughs> I've always been a very warm-blooded person. Yeah, me too. And I've, I always get way too warm when everyone else is like, this is this is nice. I'm well, if I, if I recall, Kurt, the night I saw your penis... Um, <laughs> We had the air conditioning on full blast. We did. And uh, that's why when Amelia said, it's small, isn't it? I gave him a bit of like, mm, no, it's it's fine. It's fair enough. It, the air conditioning was on. <laughs> why does my penis come up? Like, nearly every episode. It was quite nice in episode six. It didn't come up once. Dan's did, but when it did, it glowed. But yeah, it was... Spoilers. Anyway. For all the right reasons. Spoilers. It's not the spoilers. The after. <laughs> what if out. somebody's listening in reverse order? It came out last Friday. <laughs> what if someone's listening in reverse order? <laughs> what, 10 years from now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry to that person but 10 years from pl- now. They've had plenty of time. Isn't that the rule? <laughs> uh, well, put it this way, James. How would all the posh noshes go skiing? They wouldn't. And then the world would be an unbearable place. Yes. I think it's unbearable because they do go skiing. <laughs> they don't stop talking about it. <laughs> that argument is the same one as wine, and you didn't win that one either. The worst, I think the worst thing, the worst thing about, the worst thing about skiing is the fact they come back with one of those ski tans. Mm. Oh, the goggles. Yeah. Yeah. There's alternatives. And then, and, then, and there are always those people who go, yo, yo, so we uh, we just popped to the Swiss Alps for the weekend. It was, uh, yeah, it was top-notch, top-notch quality powder. Now imagine those same people without their annual skiing holiday. C- could you ski on sand? Yeah. There is sandboarding, yeah. Sand skiing. But you don't, they'd all be going to the desert instead of the Alps. Yeah, but you don't put the <laughs> yeah, coat yeah, on. So we just popped over to the Sahara. Yeah. Then you can't put the coat on and everything. They'd all just have you... to learn how to surf, mate. Oh, yeah, so we just popped down to or the water, water ski. 
Yeah, well, there's good. other posh activities they can do. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Cricket and croquet. Croquet. Yeah. Why was potato croquet's name named that? What? You not heard of potato croquet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Why are they named like? What's that about? I don't know. Is it because they look like the end of the croquet hammer? Maybe. Maybe. Watched uh, Alice in Wonderland the other day with Lauren, and they play yeah. uh, croquet in that. Do they? Still they back. do. Yeah, with the flamingos and the hedgehog. Okay. So, I'm really so, glad you brought that up. I, lo- I actually forgot how good that film was. <laughs> I haven't watched it in so long, and it's just which it's which just version? The original animated. Oh, that's good. Isn't he? Yeah. I was, was going to say, awesome. not the weird remake. Not the, no. Tim Burton's one. Tim Burton one, though. Yeah. Uh, I love Tim Burton as a director, but he sometimes is way off base. Mm. Anyway, so, so okay, skiing holidays are still a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Awesome times, right? Okay. Okay. Over um, to you then, Dan. So I'm the opposite. I actually prefer the hot weather anyway. Okay. So I'm pretty miserable at the minute because it's cold and the snow. Um, uh, summer all year round sounds fantastic to me. Um, I don't know how I'm going to convince you because you hate being hot. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, mate. You're always putting the fan on. <laughs> Barbecue season, mate. Mm. All year round. Barbecue season is peng. Yeah. Oh, sorry, wait. <laughs> Barbecue season is bussing. To, I'm trying to, to give context. We had a whole chat about uh, Gen Z lingo and and keeping up with the the trends. And now Jen would stop. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that conversation was legit. No cap. There you go. Um, yeah, like I say, posh people can find other things to do in the sun. Go watch tennis. Um, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there'd be no more like. There'd be no more like. Freezing cold, sat on the sideline when you're trying to play football. Uh, you can just sunbathe instead. Um, you know, if it's global warming, it may as well get warmer. It's not how this works, <laughs> Dan, but okay. Um, you bought a hot tub for a reason, James. Actually, we've been using it recently. It's so, so it's Why would really, you want a hot tub in the summer? It works, it works. Well, I suppose you're right. But, like, it does work either way. Like, it's an all-year-round vibe for me. Yeah. Um, it's... Bougie. Bougie. It's pretty bougie. Um, he consulted his dictionary. <laughs> um, yeah, like the hot, tub, the hot tub in the winter's actually been pretty nice, not going to mm. lie. The only problem is is that, like, so me and Celeste normally do two cycles of bubbles before it yeah. gets, like, because it's, like, on a timer. We do, like, two cycles of bubbles, which is probably about half an hour in the tub before we're, like, oh, it's getting a little bit cool now, so we should probably get out yeah. in the summer. In the winter, we're barely getting through. Like we're getting through the first cycle, we've been like, Ugh. and it's like it's in the space of fifteen minutes, it's gone from forty degrees to thirty. Because <laughs> obviously, it's just you can't, yeah, keep the yeah. heat as well. Um, <clears throat> Listen, hot weather means less money spent on heating. That's true. We are in a cost of living crisis, my guy. Yeah. More- it does mean more money spent on electric with the air conditioner. On. Yep. That's that's you. That is. I uh, I don't have that stuff. Because uh, you're an NPC. I'm an NPC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I go home, I walk through the door and then I just stand there for twenty <laughs> for 12 hours and then I leave again. Yeah. I do find, though, that because of the summertime, people want to go out and enjoy it, more cars are used in the summer. So you're burning oh, that plant. Also, more. not going to lie, before I bought an air conditioner, if it was a really hot day, I'd just sit in the car with the air con yeah, running. In the, in the summer, <laughs> more, more people are willing to walk places and cycle places. In the winter, they're not. They take their cars. 
and they sit there for 20 minutes warming the car up, pumping fuel out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Not me, I've got a hybrid. <laughs> but the reason, Dan, you... you Now, I, I don't necessarily love the cold. I just I like the cold. I don't love it like you love the summer. The reason you yeah. love the summer is because of the absence of summer. You take that absence away, you no longer love the summer as much. Uh, I disagree. I spent a year in Spain. Um, and it was pretty much hot all year round. Yeah, but like now. And so the way this vibe the way this the way this thing's working is I didn't say summer weather, I said hot weather, right? Yeah. So mm. that's what I mean. It was hot in Spain, but it still rained and it was Yeah, hot. but like everything's gonna get hot. So like Spain, it's gonna be hot. I'm not talking about the physical being in Spain that was the point. That's not the point of what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying that when I was in Spain it was always hot. Even when it rained, it was hot. Mm. Africa, it's going to be red hot, mate. I'm not. Round I need the, to go to Africa. Around the equator. Fortunately, I live in. Fortunately, I live in. Fortunately. Oh, is that? <laughs> Antarctic, mate. Oh. Might, might as well just be the, the ant. Yeah. They're like. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. If it's hot, the ice caps will melt. Goodbye, Skegness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ske- Skeggy is a shell. <laughs> Kirk's losing his shit over Antarctic. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, the ability to go outside is just all I need, and I I just can't do that in the like in the cold. It's just I hate it. I I no cap. I hate I hate having to go. Like I cannot wait for summer, and if if that wait is no longer existent, that'd be great. <laughs> You mean, so, yesterday, Dan, did you go out and play in the snow? Huh? Did you go out and play in the snow yesterday? No, I I, I did not. <laughs> you did not? He worked like an adult. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I did go out and play in the snow. It's fantastic. Job. Um, <laughs> I tried to go to work on Thursday, got about maybe 400 meters from work, couldn't get up the hill because of the ice, slid back down, <laughs> <laughs> turned around and went home. So what you're telling me is you got a, a nice day off. Thanks no, to no, the cold weather. I work from home. Oh. <laughs> On Thursday, I actually... I just didn't have the resources I fully needed, so it was just a tiny bit more stressful. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, on Thursday, the day that it snowed the worst, I went into the office like a madman, because mm. I'd already planned to. So I held, held my word. The biggest with- inter... Like, with the snow, right, uh, we went to the defensive session thing at... Jake and Lottie, then me and Lauren decided to walk because Lauren really likes the snow. Like, she's, she loves it. So we were like, oh, let's just walk to Jake and Lottie. Would she say this snow is bussing? It was, yeah. It was 15 minute walk in the snow and then 15 minutes back. And I think, honestly, that was enough for me, at least. I don't know. I think Lauren's a bit sad that it's gone now. But for me, that was enough. Just, <laughs> it, honestly, the fact that it, you couldn't even, you wouldn't even know it snowed looking out the out there, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, you know wouldn't, that you wouldn't it was, know it snowed. It was blooming like, blizzards, yeah. like yeah, yesterday and Thursday, and you wouldn't even know today. And I think that's fantastic. And I wish it would stay that way. <laughs> Just snow for a morning, and then that's it. Just <laughs> snow once a year, done. <laughs> when Brady pretty much does, let's be honest. Good, good. That's how it should be. <laughs> I don't need none of this snowing for a week. And I honestly, I could never live in like Canada. See, okay, so. I would actually say, as much as we love this great nation of ours, 
Mm-hmm. Love, yes. Yeah, as much as, as, much as we, you know, the three so of us. patriotic. We are red-blooded patriots. We've never once disparaged our nation or its rulers. Or its people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're shit at it. We're shit at snow. Like, because, like, basically what happens is this country gets snow on average one week a year. Mm. And what happens is everyone goes, we're not going to get any snow. We're not going to get any snow. We're not going to get, ah, shit, we've got snow. Mm. That's what happens. So we're totally unprepared for it. Yeah. The first snow being told for the last month. Yeah. First snowflake falls and trains start crashing. Fucking hospitals are set on fire. It's fucking brutal. When I lived in Austria, it snowed like to the point where in January I was walking in ski trousers and jacket through the fact, like into the factory from the bus stop, knee deep in snow. Mm. Like I was wading, but the roads immaculate. The like I woke up and I was like, it's fucking really snowing. Maybe I'll get a day where I can work from the, the hotel, or I won't have to go into the the factory. And I looked out the window. It's like the roads are perfectly clear. It was like they were heated almost. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, the trams are all running on time. The buses are all running on time. Like nobody is phased by this snow. Because they do it properly. Yeah, they've adapted to it. Big up Austria. <laughs> if uh, if you're giving out like honorary citizenships, I'll uh, I'll take two. Okay. Mm. Aus- Austria is a great country. I've not been. You should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's, let's go record. Let's, you should go. Let's go record an episode there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to come back to my point on absence and how I argued that absence uh, of of sun would make Dan like it even less. Well, the whole point about cold is you have that absence of heat. So once you get indoors into that cozy fire, the cozy hot chocolate, the film on, and obviously it's always Christmas. I like I quite like Christmas time. It's very Christmassy to would see all watch, the snow. Would you uh, watch Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't your, know anymore. <laughs> with your uh, Szechuan shashes. Yes, I would. But I don't know if I watch it at Christmas time. I don't know. I haven't listened, we haven't. We haven't. We never actually got to a decision on that. I think we did. I think we I established think we it wasn't a Christmas movie because you couldn't argue it was. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But anyway, I do love the whole cozy cabin feel. I love that kind of let's let's just get nice and cozy inside because we know it's cold outside. And I, I, I just, and yeah, snowball fights are awesome. You can't argue that. Uh, you cannot argue that. They are awesome. Which is better, snowball fights or water gun fights? Snowball mm. fights, you don't get a hose pipe ban. Snow pipe ban. <laughs> See, you can tell I went to school with a bunch of psychos because, like, in my school when it snowed, people used to spray deodorant on the snowballs and then light them on fire. Interesting. Mine were filled with. With rocks. Yeah, that was going to say something. Yeah. Now they're, they're lethal weapons. Mm. Yeah. But running down the street after year sevens with flaming snowballs in your hands, um, yeah, puts the fear of God into them. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they don't, they'd only burn until you threw them. Once you threw them, they'd burn out because it's yeah. only deodorant. But yeah. <laughs> just worked really well. So there's that. Thank you for that point. You can have flaming snowballs, which is always a great thing. You know, deep freeze lights on fire as well. That's ironic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of all the shit that we did as kids. One time, one of my mates, while well, the other one was passed out, I could sprayed a bunch of deep freeze in his ass crack and then lit it on fire. <laughs> mm. 
if it was always cold, James, you yeah. could save a ton on your fridge bill. Yep, true. Because you can just keep stuff in a cupboard outside. Oh. Yep. You could use a fridge like a normal person. Oh. Or if you know it's going to be cold outside and never going to warm up, then just keep your milk outside. To be, I mean, to be fair, so we have milkman milk. It doesn't have to be set, wouldn't it get too cold outside? No, no, no. So we have milkman milk. Mm. And it's, it's far more stressful in the summer than it is in the winter. Yeah. Like, like we got the milk in covered in snow this week and it's fine. It's just chilled milk. Yeah. Like it was like fridge cold. Uh, in the summer, it's like if you wake up an hour late, you've yeah. got cheese. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know, that's okay. Hot weather would put milkman out of business. The ice cream man on the other hand. The ice cream truck would be on your street every other hour. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> um, I'd also like to talk about food. Food and drink Okay. in cold weather. Now, you can go indoors and you can get it all nice and cozy. Have an ice cream. Great stuff. Um, however, in hot weather, you're not going to sit there and have a hot chocolate, are you? You're not going to do it. I don't know. Old I pe- don't like hot drinks. So old people was- have this vibe as well, don't they? Like, like my grandparents always used to be like, "It's fucking thirty-two outside." Like, do you want a cup of tea? Like, no, it's fucking thirty-two outside. Yeah, exactly. well, you have a hot cup of tea and it'll cool you down. Technically, it yeah. But it's like yeah, but the last thing I want is steam in my face. Woman. Yeah, I also have a kind of personal thing as well with my birthday being in December uh, and never having a hot birthday. Um. And it always being cold, and I have to find something to do indoors. Whereas I'm the opposite. My birthday is always on the hottest weekend of the year. Yeah, well, lucky son. Yeah, and then I just get that beautiful spot where my birthday is normally yeah. the first barbecue of the year. Uh, like like someone... my birthday is normally that weather where it's like just getting there enough you can be like barbecue. As someone who's grown up and like sort of still life revolves around being outside, um, doing what I like to do. Like building Lego. Yeah, I'll build Lego outside. That'll be fantastic. Snow can be Lego. Make little bricks. Make your own <laughs> yeah, but, Lego fortress out of a free thing that comes out the sky. But Kirk, you can't put that on display in your shelf and keep it there forever. Um, you could if you... Uh, it's always cold. Put it in your fridge. <laughs> yeah, or like maybe what you could do is like cast it in plastic when it's done. Yeah. That seems like way more effort than it has to be. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, like, I don't know, just cold. So with your cozy thing, like... Cozy wozy. Have you ever had a cold shower on a hot day? Yeah. Because honestly, they are uh, the greatest thing ever. Yeah, to be fair, I love, I love like, the... Not quite an ice bath, but, like, a cold look, bath. You, you, like, here's the, look, just dip pay, it in. You get home after you've been out doing your sports. You walk in, you peel off your clothes. You peel your ball sack off your leg and you just get in the cold shower <laughs> and just all your troubles are gone. And it's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, I get you. Like It's like that feeling, isn't it, when you're... Um... Hot showers on a cold day is like, you have to deal with the like the pain first. <laughs> with cold, it's like instant relief. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, you know... Like, when... <laughs> you put your cold hand under like, a remotely warm tap and you're like, that stings, why is it so hot? <laughs> It's like you know when you you know when it's fucking red hot and you're like oh I'll just go for a swim in the river yeah and you know you jump into the river and it's like just instant bliss or even in the sea yeah I uh, oh, I need to go surfing again I love surfing we need to go to Cornwall I'm shit at surfing but I love it we need to go to Cornwall have a surf trip yeah country surf trip sure I'll stay in the pub 
Yeah, no, Kirk's, Kirk's afraid of sand. Oh, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting that, better. Got to bring that, that up on a reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's getting better. Like, is, is that it? why you wanted cold? I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe. that makes sense. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not a, definitely not a beach guy. Yeah. See, that's that's a good point, is if you're not a beach guy, then it makes sense. Then summer is inconvenient. It is. Like, being but are, in you Coventry, not a, are you not a buttercup meadow kind of guy? Buttercup Meadow. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. But here's one thing about the sun. I, I don't know that uh, Teletubby. But also, have you taken a nap in the shade in a park? No, because in Coventry, the sun moves. Well, the, you, it, the sun doesn't move. We move. If you, right? t- if you but t- have you taken a two-hour nap in a pool while floating on nothing but a volleyball? <laughs> But a, but, a, but a Bible. A volleyball. Oh, I thought you said a Bible. A Bible. <laughs> no, no, so I had a volleyball between my legs, and then just, uh, it was a, a small American football under my neck, and I was just floating in the pool. I fell asleep for two hours. <laughs> Jesus. Could have died. Granted, I was a lobster. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. You wouldn't get any more sunburns in, in, in a cold world. Mm. Yeah, I do burn like a bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we Celeste and I went to Spain on holiday. That's what like, gazebos are for. When we were 18. So like ten years ago, and um, fucking hell, Oof. sorry, crisis once, one sec. Sup, yeet, breezy, buzzing, no cap. Sorry, I'm just trying to recapture my youth. I'm trying to recapture, <laughs> trying to, trying to recapture my youth. Um, we went to Spain. She fell asleep. Like she was, because me and Celeste, like. We are a bit different in terms of holiday. <laughs> right. What are you laughing at? I don't know what that made me laugh. We. What are you laughing at? I don't. I don't, oh, I don't know why. We. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> we're, a bit, we're a bit different. We. When, <laughs> we're a bit different when it comes to holidays. Like, I'm the kind of guy that probably Kirk's winter setting suits more mm. in that, like, I like going to historic places where I can wander mm. around and see sights and, 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 you know, I love going like, take me to Rome and I'll wander around and Celeste will be like, fuck Rome, get me to an Italian beach. Yeah. And I, I think it's ADHD <laughs> that says that if the objective of the day is being on a sun lounger and doing nothing, I immediately just can't cope. Like, I think James and I should go on holiday together. Sunbathing. Like, uh, like Celeste will do this thing where she'll be like, I've got my book, I've got my hat, I've got my sun, my mom's sun, the same. sun cream on. I'm going to mm. sit. And I will sit, like, and I'll do that thing like a fucking toddler where I'll sit on a sun lounger on the beach under one of those fucking umbrellas because I burn like a bitch. And I'm sat there and I'm going, I'm going to go get an ice cream. <laughs> and I'll come back and go, I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit of both really with that. Like if I go on holiday, um, for example, the most recent holiday, the one when I went to Alicante, the, the one I fell asleep in the pool, I went there specifically to do nothing. Like, my, my goal was to go. Uh, the moment we got to the house, I stripped down and I was in that pool. And I spent almost the entire week in that pool. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. But being in I a pool is chill. different. Being in a pool is different because to me, that like I like being in water, so that's okay. Mm. Like, But, you know, like when it's like, you know the standard thing, don't you? It's like the kind of thing you go on the fat, you go on the all inclusive with the family mm. as a kid, and your mum's primary objective is to lie next to the pool yeah. on the sun lounge or reading a book for a week. Yeah. 
and you're sitting there like vibrating with energy because mm. you're like, and then like go for a swim and you're like, I don't want to fucking go for a swim. I've been for a swim for the past 12 hours. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Is like, I'll go on some holidays, but I want to go and do stuff. Like I want to go here. I want to go here. Or I want to go, like if it's a beach holiday, I'm going to the beach, not to sunbathe, but to surf. And splash about in the yeah, sea that, like an idiot. But that's where British beaches work because they're not hot mm. enough to sunbathe. Mm, they can be mm, very not, rarely. Very yeah. Um, well, they are. They are stonked with people. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's the other fucking problem. We mm. we don't do heat very well in this country. Yeah, we but don't like, do when, snow very well. We don't do heat very well. When when Spain when I was in Spain it was that hot. I went barefoot from the sun lounger in the shade to the water to go for a swim because like ADHD, ADHD was kicking in. And I got in the water. I was like, why did my feet sting? And I checked and my feet had blistered and popped. I was going to bring this up, actually, <laughs> which time. is how pets would not be able to confidently go out mm. in your world because they would burn their paws on the pavements. Cold world, no problem. Then they can walk on snow as much as they want. I feel like pavement would start becoming uh, different. Maybe you could invent pet shoes. Just put turf everywhere. Yeah. But if, if it's always hot, but does that does that mean the sun's always out, or is it going to rain as well? Got to rain because have you ever been like, have you never been where it's been hot but raining? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been to India. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's like it's like you get that smell of rain as well, mm. don't you? Oh, the rain smell. That's mm. amazing. That's a nice. But you smell. still have rain. You just wouldn't have like snow. The problem is, do you know what the problem is with rainy? Is the humidity just kills you before? So you like you know when it's. What like, are you talking about, mate? It's free sauna. No, I can't deal with that. Like, <laughs> I can't. The moment, the moment my testicles start sticking to the inside of my leg, we've got a problem. Mm. Not happy. Like, when I went to Vegas, and it was 40 degrees, but it's in the middle of a fucking desert, so there's no humidity, that was actually all right. Like, mm. you walked out, and as long as you weren't, like, direct in the sun, you didn't, like, yeah. I didn't need sun cream on while I was there. Like, but like you know even in the shade you're talking it was like 35 degrees but it was still perfectly bearable as long as you weren't like direct mm. thing, I don't mind humidity so much I don't think like worst thing in the world I can get on with it worst thing in the world to me mm. one thing about the cold is I'm going to take your fancy here James you're, I think you're just like me in terms of how sweaty you can be we can wear any colour shirt we want yeah that's a good point in the summer it's strict black white or a colour that doesn't show sweat so much or sleeveless tops or no shirt yeah which isn't always acceptable grey is the worst it is grey is the worst or that heather grey right closing arguments then because I feel like we've chatted enough shit on this now Mm. give me like a summary Statement. Summary statement. Um, wildlife prefers the summer. Birds tweedly deedling. <laughs> okay. Tweedly deed. You can't beat a little tweedly deed the burbs. Some of this wildlife needs to hibernate and they won't in an always hot world. Okay. Don't they only hibernate for this lack of food? Yeah. Yeah. So the summer would negate that. Yeah. Points yeah. to Dan. 
Damn. <laughs> Tweedly dee. I was going to say snowball, no fridge. Snow fridge. No fridge. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Right, so after that round, Dan has crept into second place with six points. I think this is the first time this season I've not been in last. That's depressing. Kirk is on five, and I am on eight. So, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk's used to be in last. <laughs> Who's next? Is it? Me. It's Kirk. The open. It's me with an open question. God, that was only the first question. Yeah, I know, it's still here. <laughs> okay, so, question two. It's an open question. Um, I've got a few here, but I'm going to go with this one. So, here's the question. How would you go about faking your own death, and where would you go afterwards? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> with all things considered. Do we need it? So, can you give us a reason as to why we're faking our own death? Um, let's say uh, you owe the government a lot of money okay. and you're like the best thing to do is just, just die and reinvent myself somewhere else right what are the limitations of travel if any well, that's what I want to know that's up to you how, how do you get out of whatever you think might be a problem how much how, money how, how much, are you going to give a problem to someone else how much money do I have um, obviously you owe the government a lot of money so you obviously haven't been paying tax. Okay. So I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to say you've, you've both got maybe like 40, 50k saved up. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to be, do you remember that guy who did it by like sailing out to sea on his little canoe and then disappearing and then turning up like three years later? I was going to be like, I'm going, oh, get in my canoe. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I feel like I'd like to die in quite an epic way. Here we go. This is what I'd do. Okay. I'd enter a rally championship right right with some of that money i'll buy myself a rally car like a cheap one mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit of money um because i'd always love to go rally racing i <clears throat> go to through the the welsh forest you know the classic wrc stage in this amateur rally <clears throat> my co-driver would be a dummy right Right. And what I do is I drive it down, I drive it down. And then when there's a gap in the spectators, like so where people aren't watching, I'll overshoot a bend and let the car go sailing down a cliff through the trees and I'll have jumped out. And then the only thing they'll find is my dead, um, co-driver's body so how would they confirm that you're dead the car would be in flames uh-huh why would they find your co-driver's body and not yours they wouldn't because the mannequin would be highly flammable and also burn up oh i see so they just find like the remnants and i just have a spare race suit in there so people uh, think evidence okay nice nice and then plane to papua new guinea Papua New Guinea is really, really isolated. Uh, there's some people who live there that literally have like zero contact with, <clears throat> um, like main mm. stream society. There's something like the evolution of the natives of Papua New Guinea are so far apart. There's like five hundred thousand years of evolution difference between them and the rest of the world. Oh shit! So. It's a pretty isolated pretty place. Isolated. Yeah. Pretty good weather. I'm sure capybaras are from around there. From where? Papua New Guinea. Mm, 
Is that is that in South America? Papua New Guinea in South America? Yeah, I think so. Or is it in Capybaras? Are they those green? They're like giant guinea pigs. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you, were you gonna say green parrots? Yes. They're the kakapo. Ah. Capybaras the the biggest rodent. Papua New Guinea's um, north of Australia. Then no, there won't be any oh, capybaras there. America. Well, they might be in a zoo, but not wild. Capybaras are. Oh, there could be. I don't know. They're definitely most native to South America. Go on then, Dan. How you doing? Um. So, I would. Forge a kind of, you've won a trip to uh, somewhere in the Middle East, maybe like Dubai or something. Somewhere I can go scuba diving around there. And then nice. I'd obviously then just pay to go with some of the money. Get there. Go scuba diving. Um, get a little bit good at it. So I'd maybe take a week, get a little bit good at it. And then just. One of the days that I've gone scuba diving, um, get to a safe enough place where I can ditch the gear and swim away without anyone knowing. Um, go get all my stuff, and then I've gone missing. As far as they're concerned, they'll they'll come looking for me. They'll find all the ditch gear and be like, oh, "He's gone. He's dead. There's no way he survived this." Maybe try and jam like something stuck somewhere. I don't know, something like that. That looks like I've drowned and floated away beneath my shark or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, then I would use uh, the rest of the money to make my way to Australia, and I'd live in 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 the old down under. Um, because I've been there before. It's really nice. I've never been to Australia. Yeah, I recommend. Well, I'd be hanging out with the. Uh... I dress as a koala, climb a tree, and just live in a tree. <laughs> live in a tree as a koala. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be hanging out with the tree kangaroos, mm. native to Papua New Guinea, and the birds of paradise, mm. and the golden masked owl. Mm. See, I couldn't go somewhere quite like that because, uh, at least in Australia, I can, I can, I can find some 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 uh, sports and stuff to take part in. Whereas Papua New Guinea, they uh, they don't know what sport is. <laughs> yeah, but you see, what I'd do is I'd live there long enough that I can get citizenship. Yeah. And get a, new, get a new identity. Mm. And then once you've got the new identity, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Papua New Guinea, you could probably live without any documents or papers. Yeah, that's the thing. Australia's really strict and hot on that stuff. Mm. You can't even go in there with plus, an apple. Plus the other thing that the other thing that you've done that I haven't. Mm. I feel bad because I'm debating you on our podcast where we debate. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that you've done that I haven't is you, because you've done it in another country, your mm. death, mm. you've increased the investigation significantly. Yeah. Because you've got an international incident on your hands. Yeah. So, like, not only are mm. Dubai police going to be looking for you, they're going to have British police come over to try and help. Mm. And it's going to be a whole thing. Whereas yeah. for me, car crash in the Welsh forests. Well, they won't know who I am when I put my glasses on. So, car crash in the Welsh forest. Is just blocking. Car crash in the Welsh forests means that we're um, we're we're having a <clears throat> like it's, it's an open and shut case. They won't bother looking for me. However, James, yours is quite dependent on variables of when do you jump out the car, 
how how do you make sure it blows up? How do you make sure it goes down where you want it to go with all these trees in the way? How do you make sure a spectator isn't seeing you? They'll be all around the track as they always are. Well, they have gaps in the track. Yeah. Where it's not safe for them. Oh, I see. I see. So that's how. What about, are there any cameras or is no cameras in that amateur? No, not at the amateur level. Amateur okay. Okay. How, how are you blowing up that car to make sure it, it goes? Kirk, I'm an engineer. Okay. Got you there. <laughs> Couple of loose fuel lines. High pressure fuel pump in the engine bay. Bit of deodorant on the snowball. Bit of deodorant on the snowball. (laughs) (laughs) High pressure fuel lines by the high pressure fuel pump on top of the engine. Loosen them off just a little bit so that you're still getting power to the engine. But then if you give it like enough beans, the pressure will just pop it off. Spray fuel all over the engine bay. Engine's hot. So you might actually just kill yourself. Yeah, you're doing that all at the same time you're going 100 miles an hour on this dirt track. He's not. You're not faking your death at this point. You're actually committing suicide. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not though because it just it, like the car. Will I'm get, immune. The car will go. It's <laughs> holding a fish. Yeah, the car will go up in flames, but it won't explode. It will just go up in flames, mm. and then all it is is you just jump out on the bend. Okay. Yeah. And as long you're wearing a big padded race suit, like, oh. I'll have extra padding underneath the race suit. Mm. So it's like I've basically got football pads on <laughs> under the race yeah. suit, so I'm getting in like this. <laughs> got a helmet. Would forensics look at the I don't think they'd look that hard because it's just an amateur motorsport incident. It's a fairly common th- people sign waivers. That's true. Like potentially. The only thing there'll be is that Celeste won't be able to sue the organizer. And w- then wouldn't there be a, a dirty great hole in the road where you've jumped out and like a big skid mark of that's where I, I am now, jumping out of the car that's going at high speed. Yeah, there might and be. And there's no but, brake marks. But there's, it's a wouldn't, hot... Wouldn't they as long, that? As long as you're not the first car down the rally track, there'll, mm. be, uh, there'll be all sorts of cars going over that track, that's skidding true. out, dropping over, slamming brakes yeah. on. They won't be able to... They won't be able to check what's mine. True, true. You just get hit by another car. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you're uh, you're scuba diving yeah. in the Middle East, where where Fate. sharks are prevalent. You could yeah. you, this is a dangerous place to go. Yeah, how do you ensure that when you do ditch the gas tank and stuff, you're not getting eaten by a shark? That's why I need to get all the training and stuff in the week and make sure I plot it all out. Uh huh. Um, I may even thinking about it. I may even you know get get friendly with whoever's running it and pay them off to be like, you tell them I'm missing. You tell them I'm mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, fair. I've got a rucksack over there on that bay. That's where I'll be getting out. My scuba diver kit will be all here. You can come and get it. It'll be undamaged. Fair. You get to keep your kit. Mm. And then you just tell See, people that I've gone missing. I think the difference is, though, is missing mm. police investigations. Yes. Seven years later, I'm presumed dead. Yeah, seven years he's got He's got to hide out. Yeah. Me, car crash, flames, presumed dead immediately. You've got to play the long game, mate. I'm DOA. <laughs> Right, mm. but by the time they fired the paperwork and let Celeste know, you know the police have come round, hats in hand, and the ambulance gone. Bond Johnson flown out of the country, mate, mm. on my way to PNG. Could Not the image format. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the, with the other side of the question of where would you go, Dan's gone to Australia. I hopefully he's gone through customs okay and got away yeah. with it. I'd have a fake. He's in the suitcase of a, of a Chinese woman who's trying to bring in yeah. spices. Anything, anything to declare? No. <laughs> no. I might let you in. Now, most 
people, a, a lot. Of, most I'll time. get into Australia because I'm white. It's fine. That's the thing. I was gonna say a lot of people in Australia are white. Papua New Guinea. What's what's the situation there, James? Because I can, I can just imagine David Attenborough going to Papua New Guinea to do some wildlife stuff, yeah. and he goes, "The indigenous people here." Uh, all, the, all the kind of documents and that kind of stuff and then James walks out you just right? walk out tattooed uh, very white and well good day mate <laughs> <laughs> well good day my name's uh, Bruce McDuff <laughs> Bruce McDuff and I'm here uh, I'm here investigating the people of uh, PNG not the image format <laughs> as, as you can tell by my accent I live just over there in Australia um, I'm, I'm here I'm, like, I'm brand new to the old uh, investigating people game and uh, just fancied staying out here for a couple of weeks what about you Mr what's your name Amber I've never heard of you <laughs> never heard of you mate <laughs> You are you related to uh, you related to Steve Irwin? Are you mate? <laughs> no, Richard Attenborough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a very well known actor. Oh, no, not heard of him. Was he was he on Neighbours? <laughs> what about H uh, two O? Just add water. Oh. <laughs> so I'm the one that's gone to Australia and he's just become Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Australian in Papua New Guinea. Well, it's close enough, isn't it? It's like literally yeah, you could probably swim. Holiday, there. No, it's fair. So you you, I do like that. I do like it. So, like, as long all I do have to do is wear like uh, cargo shorts. Yeah. Mm. And somebody goes, "Aren't you that missing English guy? What? What's England? <laughs> England's not real, mate." <laughs> uh, last, last I heard, I sound like a Frenchman. <laughs> it's really tough because I I prefer Dan's death method, but I prefer James's escape plan. I'm going to Papua New Guinea. And the only thing you could think of to foil my attempt was David Attenborough might show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't even me. (laughs) No, that's what I mean. (laughs) The only problem Kirk solved with mine. Yeah, and I solved that problem by not not by not being the only white person there. Yeah, (laughs) David Attenborough won't come to come to Sydney and be like, "What's he doing here? He's English." (laughs) I just be stood there in a mustache with an ice cream, like, "Oh." <laughs> In my koala costume, I'll just, I'll just stand there looking at a tree kangaroo going, "Crikey, <laughs> <laughs> it's too real!" What's, Crikey, what's it doing in the tree? <laughs> it's like a regular kangaroo, but it's in the tree. <laughs> He's like, "Yes, it's called a tree kangaroo." No fucking way! I've got to call Bruce. You are Bruce. <laughs> now I've got to call Bruce from McRuff. <laughs> I've got to call my mate Bruce from uh, New South Wales. Is he the guy driving the car that's looking for a mate called James? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to call. I've got to call my mate. My mate James. <laughs> James, who uh, from, went, from England, <laughs> who, who died in a mysterious rally car crash about six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call him uh, from beyond the grave. <laughs> what do you mean I look just like him? <laughs> uh, well, I'm off to Thailand. 
See you in a bit, lads. <laughs> I'm going to give the point. To James. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed his <laughs> commitment to the Australian accent for quite a while. <laughs> I, did, I did like the death. I like the death. And everything I sort of threw at you had an answer for. So I, I appreciate that. That's, that's good. Mm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So, guys, if, if, if you're going to fake your own death, the idea basically is to... Don't do either of those. Buy, with, with the last 50k you have, spend 15 of it on a, on a rally car. Um, super up a bit jump out while it's been very carefully set on fire and then <laughs> jump out of what, it. What you got to do is take a can of deodorant and spray the deodorant as you're driving <laughs> along so that you light a match and it goes no, as you <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump out of it. Make your way or to Papua New Guinea. Some, if you've got somebody who doesn't mind be, being potential collateral damage, then just uh, <laughs> just get them to drive it into the tree <laughs> with your, uh, with your uh, ID budge. Yeah. All that and then you come all that. <laughs> I although one thing I would like to know is how you got from a, a, a Welsh forest in the middle of nowhere. I told you. I did say that. I said I, I by it. the time by the time the police have come, knocked on Celeste's door, hat in hand, I've snuck off to the airport. <laughs> He's skipping out the yeah, actual how, journey. Yeah, how, like, how, I've snuck how, off. How did, how did what you get to that airport? Snuck. The closest one would be what? He snuck. Cardiff is Cardiff a close one? Liverpool? Uh, hitchhike. Snuck. He sneaked there. He snuck there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. How did you get there? Sneak. <laughs> he hitchhiked. <laughs> so James gets the points. So James is now on nine points. Whoop, whoop. Dan is on six. Uh, yep. Six. And I am on a lowly five. Got to try and bring this back in this it's last not, It's reversal. not that bad, Kirk. It's not that bad, Kirk. I can make, make this better yeah, if I win the next uh, round. Yeah. Okay, Dan, well. <laughs> I'm just tired of being in last place, to be fair. You weren't in last place for ages, until today. <laughs> until about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, until you asked that question. Okay, so a big thanks to our sponsors for Season 2 of Wood Panther Killer Record in the Wild, Manuka Farm. They provide a wide range of honey-infused CBD products that help manage pain, anxiety, and sleep. And by using the code PANTHER10, you can take 10% off your first order across the site. If you're like me and you're struggling with your sleep a bit, uh, for me, what's working best is the oil gummies and the sleep spray. I've not tried the sleep spray. Yeah, and the oil uh, is really, really, it really tastes good. It tastes like honey. You wouldn't know that there's CBD in it. Um, the gummies have got a bit of a twinge, but I still really like them because they taste like taste like honey. Um, also, their skincare stuff uh, is really good. I've been using it. It's, it's top notch. Nice. And if CBD isn't your thing, well, they do just sell honey as it is. So that's Panther 10, P-A-N-T-H-E-R. 10 for 10% off at manukafarm.co.uk that's manuka m-a-n-u-k-a farm p-h-a-r-m .co.uk every time the panther 10 code is used we look really good we don't get any money for it or it's not an affiliate link but it really helps us in terms of growing our podcast and it really helps manuka farm grow their business so it's a win-win for everyone and you help yourself out with your pain anxiety and sleep yeah Give it a go. Tell them your boys sent you. And thanks to Manuka Farm for sponsoring us. My question is a reversal question. Yeah. So you get to pick rip, each other. Rip, 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 reversal. You will both be going into a maze. Right. Um, in the maze, you've got to get to the center to get whatever it is that's in the middle. It's a secret treasure. Okay. okay. Secret prize. Uh, but you both really want it. You want to be the first one there. What three items are you going to take with you? You're allowed only three, not including your clothes. Okay. You get 
you get a, okay you get like a, a jacket some cargo shorts to hold stuff in and a backpack um obviously the backpack currently empty three items are going into the backpack or if it's more enough you put it in your pocket wherever you like uh what three items uh, to help you get this is so funny because like i can think of three things that i know it would help me but obviously this is the reversal right? yeah you can you uh, got, and you gotta use those things to get you through the maze question what real world things only real world things only. <laughs> and they can only either be back backpack sized or pocket sized yeah you have to be able to carry them okay so it's not like effectively can, it's not like a canoe no okay um yeah and then you've got to work out how to get to the middle of the maze the quickest with these three items be creative uh there'll be some weird little creatures in the maze that might try and stop you but they're not like super mm. lethal don't worry they're not like super goblins with swords and axes and stuff like that they're like just little things that will try and like have a little scuffle with you okay and it's got to be one item you can't just have like a group of items there's some gray area in there like for example a tin of beans you get the tin with the beans in it yeah yeah not just one bean <laughs> or just the tin <laughs> okay like, i mean if you want it to be just the tin you can specify that it's just the tin or one bean but i'm gonna i'm gonna say they're off limits because i've said them. okay no beans <laughs> <laughs> i think i've got three things yep me too all right who wants to go first Should do one 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Me? Uh, yeah. Edible underwear. A model aeroplane. Mm. A rubber, like an eraser. Mm. An oboe. <laughs> a shoelace. A Blu-ray. A Blu-ray disc. A complete inbox. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, like the, the disc in the box? Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. Any of Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, okay. The original live action one. <laughs> With the director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so what have I got, Kirk? You got edible underwear. Yeah. A shoelace. I need to write this down. Yeah. And a rubber. And you've got a model airplane, an oboe, and a Blu-ray of Mary Poppins with director's commentary. Amazing. When you say model airplane, by the way, think of like your classic airfix. Okay, yeah, right. Gotcha. It's a spitfire. Thanks, man. So what is it out of these three items? So it, in most mazes, you have like something that you're going to mark your tracks with. Yep. What, what you got? What? I'm going to use the rubber because I can break the rubber off into little pieces, like breadcrumbs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So just... Like a little bit of rubber, a little bit of rubber. I could even probably drag it along the floor as I'm walking and it'll just leave a stripe on the floor. I'm doing the same thing with the Mary Poppins Blu-ray sleeve. I've taken that out and ripping the paper up. Okay. Okay. Uh, And now with your other items, how are they going to be useful to you? Uh, Edible underwear allows me to eat should I need to. (laughs) Nice. Um, The single shoelace could prove effective if I need to tie something together, be it like some sticks or um, my own shoes should my current shoelaces need repair. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just after self-preservation, self-preservation is how he makes this weight maze work. Yeah. Oh man. 
Well, I rely on my intellect to make it through the maze, mm. right? And don't get me wrong, I'll trade. Like, if there's a gnome and he's like, I'm really hungry, I'll be like, well, you can have some of my briefs. Yeah. Um, like, I'll cut you off a chunk and we'll, I'll trade you. But, like, the name of the game is, like, I'll work it out sooner or later. Yeah. And as long as I've got my eraser behind me so I know where I've been. <laughs> Do I st- Have I still got my Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah. So I've only used the sleeve. Yeah. So far. So you've got well, the, the box and the disc. Yeah. I would use the disc as a reflective periscope. Uh-huh. To be able to see over the top to see if I can go in certain directions or avoid certain things. And that'd be one thing I'd like to do. The rest I'm still thinking about. <laughs> Um, an oboe, pure self enjoyment. <laughs> you know, I've never played. I've never played oboe, so I quite like. It's to a learn wood, that. It's a woodwind, though. Yeah, I, so th- I, I think I'd, I'd probably be able to work that out by the time I got to the middle of the maze. So two things, one. No. Um, Just imagine him skipping down like the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. I could play myself a victory song at the end, uh, which would be very, very nice. I'd love to hear. Um, what's the? What is it? Um, George Michael. You know the one. Careless whisper. That's careless. Like, careless whisper on oboe. On oboe. <laughs> <laughs> You're both in the maze at the same time, by the way. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'd like to scare the shit out of them then so with can, random oboe sounds. You can interrupt with each other. Amazing. Um, but you're not allowed to use any physical violence ama- on each ama- other. Amazing. We're not allowed to use any physical violence on each other. On each other, yeah. That's fine. The weird little creatures, you can. Okay. They, they, they're, they're looking for, for a scrap. Okay. <laughs> I think I would like to just launch the Spitfire. Once I, once I can... If I can use the disc to find where James is, mm. launch the Spitfire and just go. <laughs> so he goes. The fuck was that? I would then distract him for a little. I bit. would then collect Kirk's Spitfire <laughs> and I've, retain I've it for it trading material. <laughs> I've cleared it over your head. It's like it's gone. <laughs> Plot twist: that is now the treasure in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Spitfire. <laughs> um. So come on then, Dan. So we've got our items. How, how, so we're making our way through this maze. All right, you're balls deep in the maze, uh, and one of these creatures has come up to you both. You're both, both confronted by one of them. They're about four foot high. Okay. They're only little, weird gangly arms, uh, and and they're just after a scrap, and they're running <laughs> towards you. What are you going to do? So first thing I'll go is see Kirk. What, wait, what species are you? And he'll be like, what species is he? Give him a species. Um, four foot high something. <laughs> a a, a twiddly D. Okay, he's a twiddly D. And he'd be like, I'm a fucking twiddly D, mate. And I'd be like, Why is he Devo? <laughs> that's, they're looking for a scrap. Like, <laughs> right, you could fight me. But you see Kirk over there. He's a twiddly D racist. <laughs> he's, he's, I, I, I know him. We do a podcast together. You might, just, you got Spotify. <laughs> well, the Panther Killer Racket in the world, check it out. He, he, like episode 12, he definitely slags Twiddly D's off for like 10 minutes. Um, the thing is, as well, straight, no cap. <laughs> um, he also said that you couldn't sing, and he said your mom was gay. <laughs> At that point, his mum appeared. <laughs> <laughs> So I've diverted his. Now Kurt's got two on one. I've not used physical violence against him, <laughs> and I've passed the first test. Right? Sure. <laughs> but he's looking for a scrap. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine. 
But look, because he's looking for a scrap, I've given him the opportunity to scrap, just not uh-huh. with me. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Fair, fair. Uh, I've got a Blu ray which I snap in half, and I've got a shank. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And why Blu ray is a very good shank weapon is because I, I, quick story time, I did a gig in a prison once, right? And the reason I know that CDs are such a valuable weapon is because I was almost shanked. No, no, I, I was almost actually prosecuted for bringing a CD into the prison. Oh, really? Uh, like uh, they, were g- they gave me this huge list of what I'm not allowed to bring. I just, I, CD, I, just, I just didn't read it properly. And I brought a PA system in which had a CD player built into it. And I thought, uh, I'm not going to bring an iPod in because it's got a screen on it. I don't, I don't want to have, I want to bring anything obvious into the prison. Um, so I brought a CD that was already in the PA. Uh, we did the show. And then the guy, one of the prison guards asked me, oh, that's a really cool little system. Like, how, how does it work? What are you playing the music from? Because I was just a CD inside. And he goes, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Because the last CD they got hold of, three guys died. Okay, now. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. So anyway, I know discs are really, really good weapons. Mm. So I'm going to snap that thing in half and shank this guy. <laughs> two, of <laughs> two, two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Two dead, two ladies. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Straight here. Wow. <laughs> I think this is the di- sorry to talk about the the wizarding world again. This is the difference between a Ravenclaw and a Slytherin. Right? <laughs> yeah, just in. Uh, I've just gone like just yeah, and he's like, <laughs> your words are your weapon. Mary Poppins. He's already big this creature up to hate me, and he's going to come up with vengeance. Ah, I'm a twiddly day. Especially if he's just watched you kill his tweedly friend. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then, because you're a tweedly day racist, is that now a hate crime? Yeah. <laughs> so the next, the next. So uh, Tweedly D Prime Minister, comes at, at me, the Tweedly D Police, police. <laughs> then is the next uh, is the next challenge Tweedly D Court. <laughs> 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 right. So okay. So Dan, we've passed the first <laughs> challenge. I've clearly shown everyone who the man is in this maze. <laughs> right. Uh, have you seen the film The Labyrinth? Yeah. 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 Right, you both come to a um a, like a fork in the road. You're now separate. You're not near each other. You both okay. come to to two two different like. Where's David Bowie? Yeah, <laughs> find him. Um, <laughs> Got an oboe. Um, <laughs> I'm David Oboe. You come to you come to two doors. You know you know you got the doors with the with the. Yep. Uh. There's one that's like, if I'm lying to that one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. always kinda, tells the truth, one always lies. Yeah. It's kind of like that um, kind of situation. Um, but um, one door says, um, if you go through here, you switch items with the other person. Right. You get the other person's items in the state that they're in. Right. Um, or the... Other door says you go back to the beginning, yeah. But you get to pick two items of your choice, anything you want, right? But like, let's say you've been in for like a good hour or so, and you're quite deep in. What are you doing? You both get the choice. Uh, so there isn't a choice of just carrying on with what I've got. No, you. you, you oh, I'm pretty comfortable with what I got. I'm you not gonna you lie. keep what you've got, okay? But then you gain. Either the two new things of your choice, or do the two new things still have to abide by the rules? Yeah, Ugh. or you can just have Kirk stuff in the state that they're in. 
You'll still keep yours if he has yours. <laughs> He'll just get a copy of yours. Okay. I'll just stay where I am and get a copy See, of James. If, if it was like I could go back and get like an e-scooter, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that would be different. But if it if it has to be baggable, mm. then um, because right, I was hoping for a quad bike with a full tank of uh-huh. petrol, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I'll go with Kirk's stuff. Okay. Hmm. This whole time I've been ripping up this paper, which I'm sure will last longer than a rubber. Um, Disagree. Also, once you're through the second or the first door, technically that you get the other person's stuff, you know that you don't have to go back through that door to get to, like, the next... Oh, right, yeah. To get to the next section. Yeah, we've got, like, like it's like section new, complete. It's like, yeah. Whereas you'd have to do all that section again and then go through the other door, but you don't get any of the rewards of the second door. Okay, I would go through the door I get two new things. Okay. That's and the start. Yeah. What would those two things be? A compass. A compass? Yep, so I've still got my Blu-ray disc, Not so I can enough. see where it goes. <laughs> You know I mean? Satnav's not going to help me. Like, why not? Mm. What about an iPhone? <laughs> I changed my answer. An iPhone <laughs> with Google Maps <laughs> installed. Yeah, satellite view, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can track my. No, it, it, yeah, a phone with even. Um, I've got a running app which sort of tracks where you're going. Okay, so like that, so I don't go. So I don't go back on myself. Yeah. Oh, I know what I'd get. I'd get a uh, a laser gun, a laser pen, a laser pen. Yeah. Okay. And what I would do is, I'm, I'm guessing, can can we see the middle? Like, if we, if I, if I hold the disc up, can I Shit. see? Why didn't they say a fully loaded AK four? <laughs> <laughs> can I can I see the middle? Like, can I see like a statue or something in the middle I'm aiming for? Or yeah, it's like a flat plane, and you can see, um, like there's a flag. Okay, cool. I will put the laser gun on top of on top of one of the hedges pointing at that flag. So as mm. I travel through the maze, I'm following this laser okay. and I can see where it's going and my compass will make sure I'm going the right way. Okay. That laser. Are you still going with the compass and not changing to a smartphone? Oh, the phone, sorry. The phone. The phone. <laughs> nice. And what about Kirk's items that made you... Yeah, we can do with that. Well, I haven't even used any of mine at the minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, now I've just got two shanks. <laughs> um, and an oboe. And an oboe. And you can uh, have an oboe off. We could, but I would also say an oboe is a pretty good weapon based on its shape. It's like a joust. So I'm just I'm just gearing myself up, but I'm still playing the mind game. You wait till the next Tiggly Wiggly comes for me, bro. Tweedly D. <laughs> tiggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, Section 2's creatures, the Tiggly Wigglies, are a little bit bigger. <laughs> a little bit quicker. Um, the, the, the Tiggly Wigglies. Will not let you through unless you give them something. Okay. Um, and you have to convince them that it's worth having. Okay. So, so they, t- they don't know what it does. So Tiggly Wiggly's mate, mm. Mr. Tiggly, Mr. Wiggly, um, you mates with those um, those other guys in section one. What Tweedly Doos? Yeah, yeah, you mates with them. No, they always want to scrap. Yeah, they, <laughs> to be fair, they are dickheads. Um, You'd still be pretty upset if they were murdered in cold blood, though, right? Uh, nah, I'd be nah. Really. Okay, that's, no, that's none fair. of our business. What it's none of your doing, business. Not what they do in Tweedly D land. Yeah, okay. So let me rephrase it. You'd be really worried if essentially a fantasy creature serial killer was on the loose, mm. right? 
um, who's just got to your door and is on his way back pretty quick. Uh, this lad I'm with looks a bit like me, but with glasses. Um, he's uh, call him we, we call him Glasses Beard Quietly. <laughs> He's on his way here, and he's going to get here quick, based on the fact that he's got a smartphone and a laser pen for some reason. Um, I don't know what the laser pen's for when the smartphone kind of does everything for you, but, you know, lol. Um, he, he is literally, he's got a kill count. You wait till you see him, he's fucking covered in blood, because he didn't get a cleanup kit as part of his uh, his new items. So he's, he's covered in blood. Um, yeah. Like, you probably should let me through based on that but if not um do you know what do you know how a blu-ray works no right so see this box this is a called a blu-ray see mary poppins the director's cut the schneider cut <laughs> 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 um hours of entertainment you see on the back it says director's commentary mm. four extra hours so uh great film you want this uh, and what you do is you take this little plastic case and you go and like put it in the Blu-ray player and you've got hours they of obviously it. have. Yeah, you've got hours of entertainment. Don't have a Blu-ray player, it's easy to make one. You just need like six pine cones and a leaf. Do you want it? <laughs> hours of entertainment, guys. On this magical box that you just need six pine cones and a leaf to work. What well, how how does that work? Magic. HD. Seven pine cones for HD. <laughs> Two leaves if you want it in 4K. But it's an old film. It won't be in 4K. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, is he allowed through or not? Yeah. I've just, tra- I've just talked you into a Mary Poppins. But the thing is, I've kept the Blu-ray itself and given you the case and told you the case is how you watch the film. If they don't know how it works, why does oh, yeah. it... Yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, you're through, okay. You get something, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've con- convinced you, like, they'll be like, wait till Kurt gets there, they'll be like, do you know how fucking Blu-ray player <laughs> 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 they got a load of pine cones on. <laughs> yeah, onto that, you've turned up. Yep, I've got you've my... got to this passageway. Wait, does my... Kirk not have to choose to go back through the door? <laughs> wait. Or does the door just open for him? Because he's always, Okay, it's not like um, he can choose to go through my door and get my items as well. The other door is now boarded up. Okay. One back to the beginning. Right, it's gone, gone uh, through. At this point, I'm holding that little Spitfire, right? Yeah. And I see these people, I see these 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 beings. Tiggly wigglies. Tiggly wigglies. And I start just like moving the propeller as I move towards them. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm that guy that probably the other guy told you about, right? Is it, oh, yeah. you just know. <laughs> and they'll just be like, well, I, I oh, see, you're I the serial see, killer. I can see they're holding a fucking Blu-ray case and go, well, I didn't give mm-hmm. them that shit. <laughs> he must have done. And, ask, and they'll say, oh, you, well, they'll probably say something like, did you kill those Tiggly D thing? Twiddly Ds. <laughs> did you kill them? It's like, well, yeah, I did. I had to. They, they attacked me. I had to make, had to make it happen. Are you trying you to hypnotize what, them? No, the what, what are you doing there? Because, <laughs> oh, no. This is the source of my power. As long as this keeps going around, um, then I'm, I'm ultimate. I'm ultra powerful. However, I am prepared to let you have this propeller mm-hmm. because if you have the propeller, you're, you're ultra powerful. But I will need to be allowed to go through. So they'll hopefully say, "Okay, I just right. break the propeller off and say, there you go." Now, see, nothing's happening. How, how does how does what, how do I use the propeller? You just attach it to your finger oh. and just spin it. Take some practice. 
two yeah. pi- two pine cones on a leaf. <laughs> All right, you're through. Thanks. Right. Um, now you've both made it to the end. Um, and there's a treasure chest by the flag. Yeah. Uh, and this is at at the start of the <laughs> at the start of the uh, maze. You basically were told. I kept this a secret. You were basically told. Um, your your deepest desire is in that is in that chest. Right. Um, as it's a reversal round, what's in the other person's chest? <laughs> oh, how this bad. is just a one-off. This is a one-liner <laughs> for the win. Kirk opens the chest. <laughs> Amid the glow, out steps. Amelia, head to toe, black latex, 16-inch strap on and a whip. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? May I add, when I open this chest, I've already learnt the oboe, and I play the Zelda theme. (laughs) See, I I would have done, um, you know, the the Pokemon. (laughs) 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 We hear that from opposite sides of the maze. (laughs) Um, James has opened his chest. To find a lovely smoking cat turd. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. You didn't go as crude as me. I just got, I just got this image of like full gimp suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you've just made that really hard. <laughs> The cat turd was too big for your wallet. You put it back. (laughs) Basically, the way I see this round is James started off a lot stronger, but then, like, your your ending arguments got a bit downhill. What do you mean? I convinced some Tiggly Wigglies that they could use a Blu-ray. Hours of entertainment. Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) And then, Kirk, you were the opposite. You all started off, like, Kirk just huh. tried to shank some fucking kind of a bit. Yeah, and then he started shanking them, and then yeah, oh, it's so tough. I think the man gave me a weapon that isn't allowed in prisons. I used it. <laughs> oh, I think just for the cat poo. <laughs> it's got. I've got to give it to Kirk. Yay! <laughs> Good job, Kirk. So. That then means, at the end of this, fuck all has changed. <laughs> nice. No, Dan we're, we're closer. Dan and Kirk are still drawing. No, because I got a point. Oh, you did? Yeah. Dan and Kirk are still drawing on six. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I'm on nine. Yeah. So, uh, well, we're now. so, nothing has changed, but at least I'm not behind. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Um, <laughs> that was a good question. This is though, so it? stupid. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Right. So, thank you very much for listening to episode seven of season two of Winter Panther Killer Raccoon in the Wild. And uh, we'll see you next time for episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Sick Jim. I have been Captain K. Oh, <laughs> you just take Kirk and it really confused me. <laughs> I've been Monkey D. See y'all next time, bitches. On the flip side.